Welcome to the Make Room for Your Power podcast, where Coach Tandy Pryor will explore her guest's journey of digging deep and sharing how owning their power has impacted and shown up in their lives and businesses. Get inspired to create the abundant life and business of your dreams. Good afternoon. This is Tandy with Tandy Pryor Coaching. We teach all about how to make room for your power and make more money. I'm a coach and a feng shui practitioner, and I know that the key to having more in life is to really get in touch with owning every aspect of your power. That doesn't mean the type of power that dominates another. It's more about getting in touch with what you really know about yourself and who you are on a deep level and remembering those parts of yourself that really help you expand and grow in your life and in your business. And I am very passionate about entrepreneurs and helping all different types of entrepreneurs and talking to entrepreneurs and learning about what works and what is difficult. And today we have a fabulous fellow coach, Ms. Paula Deek, who's a personal development coach. She works with multiple modalities and customized combination that facilitate healing on a deep level. Paula's clients enjoy breaking through self-limiting beliefs and creating new empowered ways of experiencing life, love, and success. Paula does this through many different types of modalities. I think today we're going to talk about several of those. Uh, One is hypnosis and Reiki together combination, another one called Psych-K, and infinite possibilities. So join me today in welcoming Paula. Hi, Paula. Hi, Candy. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Right. I'm so excited to have you here. We, uh, Paula and I kind of met on some online communities, which was interesting. So we're just getting to know each other. And since we're both coaches, I'm curious about a lot of the work that she does. So tell me, Paula, how did you get started into being a coach? And then a little bit about these modalities. Well, So I am adopted, and that really is the beginning of the story for me. Um, I had a great life growing up, and then as I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I realized through a business venture um, and trying to grow my business, which wasn't working for me real well, that I had some challenges I wasn't even aware of. And a lot of that had come from growing up as an adoptee. I had some abandonment issues and lack of self-worth and self-esteem that I really wasn't aware of until that time. And so as I started my journey to work through those challenges, um, I started attracting Reiki masters into my life, which was interesting. I had no idea what that was. And as I learned more and more about it, I I became interested and decided that I would become a Reiki master. So that was the start. And then several years later, um, as I was doing my own healing process, I realized that there are so many people out there, not just adult adoptees, but so many people who don't um, necessarily have the level of self-worth, self-love, self-esteem that they deserve to have, which would allow them to live life in such a more, um, so much more gratification and fulfilling lifestyle that they just hadn't been doing. Okay, I don't want to take that. Okay, so through my personal growth experience, I realized that I wasn't the only one that was living life 
you know, not to my fault. And I wanted to be able to help other people understand and realize their capacity, their personal power, and the fact that everybody deserves to live life to the fullest. And a lot of people, whether you're adopted or not, that was my story, but a lot of people, whether they're adopted or not, end up having low self-esteem, low self-worth, low self-love, and that holds them back in life. So I then went on to become um, certified as a life coach, and I practiced that along with the Reiki for a while. And then different modalities came in several years later. Um, I was thinking to hypnosis, and I decided that that would be a great combination with what I was already doing. And then most recently, the modality of Psych K, which we can talk about in a little bit, that came to me as well. And all those things together, in addition to something called the infant possibilities, that's a whole other class that I teach, those are the modalities that I typically use. And I put it together in a customized program that helps people move through their process. I love that you brought up the adoptee piece, because if you're not adopted, a lot of people don't really get that that can be a wound. Again, we're not speaking for everyone. Um, I share the same story of growing up in the 1960 closed adoption system. And I did spend a lot of my life um, healing from some of the things around the, uh, the lack of information and the shame that comes with, um, you know, when you're not getting the truth, you know, and that, so, um, Moving into that, when you when you were talking about Reiki first, you can go in whatever way you're talking about. I, I want to make sure that anybody listening understands kind of what Reiki is. I understand it. It's much more understood now than when I was attuned to, to all of the levels of Reiki back in 97. It's it's come a long way, but do you want to explain a little bit about what Reiki is? Well, sure. So Reiki is an ancient Japanese form of energy work, and actually dates back even further than that, dates back to the time of Christ, um, and it, the word Reiki stands for universal life force, life force energy is what it stands for, and life force energy is what makes us alive, it keeps us going, and it's the energy that flows through us, gives us life, and what happens sometimes when we have trauma, or we have stress, or um, medical things come up, the energy that is flowing through us gets blocked in certain areas within our body. And with Reiki, what Reiki is, is it's a gentle laying on of hands or not. You don't even have to really touch a person. Um, it's the channeling of life force energy through the Reiki masters to the client. And what that does is it balances all of the energy centers throughout the body of the client and has the energy flow smoothly. And when you can get that, the energy flowing smoothly the way it's supposed to flow throughout the body, then you have healing. Reiki heals on all levels, actually, not just physical. It also heals on emotional and spiritual levels as well. Oh, good. I'm glad you made that distinction because if I'm listening, I want to be like, yeah, why do I care what Reiki is? Like, why would I say I want that? And you, you're known for combining hypnosis, which most people are familiar with, and Reiki together. Is that correct? Do you have a name for that? That's specific? Well, actually, it is called hypno-Reiki. Um, I, it's my trademark because I do it a little different than the typical protocol. Okay. So um, the typical protocol for hypno-Reiki is the person, the hypnotist, will start with hypnosis. 
And then in at the person in hypnosis, what you do is you get a person very relaxed through what we call an induction. And that's relaxing a person enough so that they get into a meditative state, almost a, a light sleep state. So what we're trying to do in hypnosis is get the person to, on a conscious level, relax enough that the conscious is relaxed that we can actually talk to the subconscious with rules and um, controls about 90% of what we do. The subconscious is extremely powerful. Wait, did you just say, repeat that again so I hear that? What we do in hypnosis is we get a person on a conscious level relaxed enough, almost into a meditative state, so that they are the conscious relaxes enough so that it is out of the way, so that not that you're not aware, you're still aware in clinical hypnosis of what's going on, but you're relaxed enough that the conscious quiets down and we can actually program, reprogram the subconscious level. And the subconscious controls 90% of it. And, yes. Yeah, it's powerful. So what happens in hypnosis typically is the person, the hypnotist will do hypnosis, get the person relaxed, and then start doing um, reprogramming of the subconscious and then bring in some Reiki as well. In my practice, I flipped it around because what happens in Reiki, when you do Reiki, they've done studies and it should be studied the brain waves actually of Reiki masters who are doing Reiki and they have shown that the brain waves of the Reiki master typically go from the conscious level, which is our beta state, and the frequency for that I believe is um, I think it's 14 to 30 hertz, that's when you're awake and conscious, or 12 to 30 hertz. And the next level down is alpha state and that's from 8 to 12 hertz. Below that is the theta state, and that would be like when you're sleeping. So alpha, when you're in that level of brainwave, that is a meditative state. When you get even deeper, more relaxed, you're in theta. That's below eight hertz. And the brainwaves of Reiki masters typically get to a level of 7.8 to 8.0 hertz frequency while they're doing Reiki. And what happens then is that energy level transfers through the Reiki master's body to the client. And so they reach that level as well. And there's been studies that have shown that the um, that level of frequency, 7.8 to 8.0 hertz, matches exactly the Earth's natural electromagnetic frequency. And that has been shown to be level at which the human body feels the best. So, oh, that is fascinating. Now, I have yeah. never heard that before. It is amazing. It is amazing. That's the science part of it. A lot of people will think about Reiki and they say, well, that's energy. I don't see it. I don't understand it. Well, there is science behind it. So that's why a lot of hospitals will hire Reiki masters to come in, especially cancer centers, hire Reiki masters to come in and work with their patients because it's very healing for the body and also emotional and spiritual, like I said before. So what I do is I do Reiki first because it only makes sense. If I'm going to get a person, I want a person to be really relaxed. I want them to have that brain wave of between, you know, 7.8 and 12 hertz to get at least in a deep meditative state to do hypnosis. And Reiki does it automatically. So instead of trying to get a person to come in who's kind of maybe worried about hypnosis, I don't know what's going to happen, I'm afraid. I say, you're going to be aware, you're going to be okay, and what we're going to do is start with Reiki first, which will totally relax you, 
and put you in a frame of mind that I want you to be in, on some meditative state, which will allow us to rough, to start, just jump right from the Reiki into the hypnosis. So I do Reiki first, and then I start with the hypnosis once they're at that level. And what... And so again, with people that are listening in here, why do people come to you? What are the top three things that people would come to you for, for um, hypno Reiki? Um, mostly what they come to for me for is, um, I would say the number one thing is trauma. Trauma relief. Trauma and relief. Okay. Can, yeah. So we can release trauma from the past and reprogram them so that they move forward. Um, a lot of people will come for phobias. They come for interesting habits. I've had people come to me for sleep sickness. I've had people come to me for, um, I don't know, maybe they take their cuticles so much that they are bleeding. You know, a lot of anxiety behaviors is interesting. I've had people come to me for tinnitus, the ringing in the ears, which you would think you can't do anything about. It's a medical thing, right? However, through hypnosis, you literally can talk, you can reprogram the subconscious to not pay attention. I'm not going to stop the ringing in the ears, but you can reprogram the subconscious to not pay attention to the ringing. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. And hypnosis can be used for anything. So I've, I've heard it used like for not smoking too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's not something that I focus on a lot, but it's, it can definitely be successful for that. What, um, so those are the top things around that. Okay. So what, um, what about these other, what's the infinite, infinite possibilities? So infinite possibilities is, it's called infinite possibilities, the art of changing your life. And it is a class. It's based on the, it's a workshop. It's based on the, um, law of attraction. And the law of attraction, universal law of attraction states that um, what you think about, you bring about. Basically, what you think about on a regular basis, you can actually create those experiences in your life. And so um, there's a gentleman named Mike Cooley, and he wrote a book called Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams, in which he talks about um, how you first become aware of your thoughts, and then how do you change those thoughts on a regular basis. And then where do those thoughts come from? Well, they're usually tied to our beliefs. If we have limiting beliefs, then we're going to have limiting thoughts and we're going to create limiting experiences in our life. So when we talk about how do you change your thoughts on a regular basis, how do you change your limiting beliefs, how do emotions take a play, a, a part in that, a how do emotions play a role in your belief system and your thoughts and um, taking action and then understanding that we're always supported by the universe. So Mike really wrote a book about that and people were really interested in it and they wanted to know more about how to actually put that into application in their life. And so he spent a couple of years putting together a workbook for that information and he divided it into seven chapters. And now he teaches a class or a course where you can go and become certified to teach that information to other people. So I went through that process and that class has been phenomenal for so many people that have come to me to take that class whether they want to change any whatever aspect of their life they want to change they can help if they're going through a divorce if they want to get a new job if um they're just not happy with the way they're feeling they want to lose weight or 
you know, something just isn't going the way that they want it to, or they find themselves in the same pattern that keeps repeating, they can come take that course, and everybody has an aha moment or two through that course, and it really changes life. How long is that course? Depends. Um, I Some people will teach it in, a whole, in one day, like a six to eight hour course. But there's a lot of information in it, and there's a lot of change that has to happen. So, yeah, I never taught it in eight hours because I think it's just a bombardment of information. And I like people to go home, get it in a little piece here and there, go home, be able to practice it, and really um, ingrain it into their life and into their behavior so that they do make true change. So I typically will break it up into at least four to six classes, usually an hour, hour and a half each one a week for four to six weeks. And you can do that online. You don't have to be in person. Oh, yeah. I've done it just on a phone call with people. I've done it live streaming online, and I've done it in person. Yes. Which brings me to the next. I want to I want to hear about Psyche and how, you know, again, why do I, why would I want to call you for Psyche? Okay. So, well, typically what I do um, is I combine a lot of modalities. I, depending on the person and the session that we're having, I may think we're going to be doing hypnoreiki, but they come in and, and I say, nope, we're not doing hypnoreiki today. We're going to do Psyche. So Psyche is, um, it's a way of reprogramming the subconscious as well. And really, um, if you have, what we do in Psyche is we find limiting beliefs that people have and we change them to positive, empowering beliefs. And then we make sure that the subconscious has it totally ingrained. And then Psyche also works with both sides of the brain. So it balances and has both sides of the brain communicate that they're on the same page. So think about if you're going through something like uh, maybe a breakup with somebody and you're, you're really hurting, you've got a lot of maybe guilt or you're going through the grieving process and on a intellectual level, which is one side of your brain, you might be saying, okay, I understand this. This isn't the best thing for me. I understand the best thing is to move forward. And yet on an emotional level, which is the other side of the brain, you just can't get past it. You're completely stuck. So the, the two sides of the hemispheres of the brain are contradicting each other. And it's really keeping you stuck and not letting you move forward. With like, hey, we are able to balance and get both sides of the brain through something. There are different, they're called balances. There are different um, physical activities that you do to get both sides of the brain on the same page. And we start with muscle testing. Um, I don't know if you, are you familiar with muscle testing? Yes, I am. Can you, yeah, you want to yeah. give a, yeah, I understand that you might give a quick <laughs> little um, a little explanation of what that is. Right, so muscle I, testing, oh, go ahead. No, I was like, I use that too, so I understand that, but yes, go ahead. Right, so basically your body knows what's right, what's good for you, what's bad for you. You, you can do muscle testing where um, with food. If you hold something in your hand, that what you do is you stand, you put one arm out to the side, and then you there's different ways of muscle testing. If somebody's muscle testing you, you'll stand up, you'll have one arm straight out to the side, and the person is testing you will have you resist, and you hold your arm, and they push down on your arm to see the resistance, right? And you say something that's true, um, or you maybe, this is what I'm up to, maybe you hold something that's healthy for you, like 
broccoli. Broccoli is really good for you. So your whole broccoli in your hand, and that'll make you physically strong. Physically. And so they'll push on your arm, and your, your arm will be strong. And then if they put something else in your hand that is not good for you, maybe like a candy bar that's all you know, processed and tons of sugar, and we know that's not healthy for us, you put that in your hand, you, your arm will not be able to sustain the same amount of strength it had when it was holding broccoli. You actually, the person will be able to push your arm down and you won't even get really good there. The same thing right. goes for emotion and belief. The body knows what is true for your belief system and what's not true for your belief system, even if it's not a healthy belief system for you. So let's say um, I want to, um, let's say I, I, I tell you that I love myself. And maybe I, maybe I think I believe that. My body knows if I really do, on a deep emotional level, love myself. So if you're going to muscle test me and I have my hand up to the side, my arm up to the side, and you say, okay, I would say, my name is Paula, and I absolutely love myself. If, if, my, if I, on a conscious or unconscious level, if that's not true for me, I'm not going to be able to resist my arm and not going to be strong. That's the kind of thing we work on with type A. So if a person comes in and I test them, and let's say I say, okay, you love yourself. I love myself, and they're not strong. That means on a subconscious level, they really don't love themselves, even though they think they do. We can do a balance to get the subconscious on the same page as the conscious thought and ingrain that belief system that they really do love themselves and get both sides of both hemispheres of brain on the same page too. Okay. That's, I don't know. Does, does that explain a little bit about that case to you? Does that help you understand? Give you a Yes, it does. I think it's been very interesting. And I think um, always we want to go back to the benefits of these fabulous modalities that you've done. And ultimately what I hear is that there's all different ways to have hope for a new Mm -hmm. way of showing up or to get over pain or things where you're always earning the same amount of money. That's it's coaching's fantastic. These yeah. additional modalities are really important too, and and wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, my entire goal is to help people be empowered, either true value or true self worth, and live a fulfilling life and happiness and joy. That's what we're meant to do. And so many times we just hold ourselves back because we don't understand and totally believe in the power that we have within. Yes, the limiting belief. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if I were um, listening today and um, wanted to take first steps to, you know, unhooking from behaviors, is there something they can do or is it really that they need to set an appointment and um, and look at, you know, have a conversation with you about the different modalities that you do or what's next step? Well, I, I always offer a free consultation for people. And so and so if they want to contact me, no matter what the problem is or what their challenges or what their concern or questions are, I'm always open to having a conversation with somebody. And if there's something, a tidbit of information that I can give them during that conversation that will help them, that's fantastic. I will give them all the information that I can at that point in time. 
if it's something that they feel where they need to move forward and maybe need to do a little more work, then I would probably suggest a coaching program of some sort. Okay. Yes. Okay. That that all sounds really good. So if they wanted to reach out to you, where can they find you? I have a website. It's paulageek.com. It's in the middle of being uh, revamped, but it is up and running right now. Um, the new one won't be up for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm also listed in psychology today. Okay. And spell your last name. Spell your last name. Last name is D. D is in David. I E. Charlie. Yeah, I, I want I noticed the spelling. You know, if you didn't see it, you might not know how to spell right. that. Are you do you have a Facebook page or Instagram or anything else? Or are I they do. Need, okay. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm on Facebook. I have a business page on Facebook, which is just Paula Deep. I have a personal page, which is Paula K Deep, I'm on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. Awesome. Okay. So I really want to thank you. I'm fascinated by all the different modalities. I probably have done 95% of them. I've never done Psyche. So that's really interesting. And your combination of the Reiki and that I, I might just have to call up and uh, have a session with you. I'm always, I love it. And I think that if you are a coach and I'm a coach, we're all about having options, getting new information, and knowing that no matter how much pain you're in, there's always another way. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about it the most is everything I do, I can do in person or remotely. Yes. Yes. Everything. That's very important to, to mention also. Well, thank you again. And I really appreciate you taking your time and coming and sharing your genius And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to own your power, make more money. And um, if you have any questions, reach out to Paula. You've got her connection um, information on there and we'll look for you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Make Room for Your Power today. Ready to change your life? Email tandy at tandypriorcoaching.com or visit tandypriorcoaching.com To schedule a consultation, Tandy is known for going there. She will bring depth, accountability, soulful intuition, sales, business and relationship skills, and nonstop encouragement to the table.